the volume. Moneyline Monaco is brought to you by FanDuel. It's never been easier to play fantasy on FanDuel. Whether you love basketball, golf, soccer, or any other fantasy sport, there is a contest for every fan. FanDuel, more ways to win. Happy LeBron Taco Tuesday. We are one more sleep closer to the most decorated sporting event, consumer-wise and betting-wise, of the year, the Super Bowl. Let's go! Coming up on today's podcast, if you're on the Chiefs, if you're on Kansas City and Andy Offa Reed by, I have a Tommy Tampa stat and number for you coming in in just a tickle, you're not going to feel very good about it. It's going to throw a wrench in your Chiefs kingdom and the whole patty back-to-back Drake 96-97. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Also coming up on the podcast, Moneyline Monaco. Make sure you subscribe, follow, like, tail, fade. You name it. We're going to be discussing, if you are on the Bucks, a couple of bets I like on the Tampa Bay side. Also, it's Super Bowl 55, people. If you're a numbers person, a science guy, any of the above, I got some interesting, unique numbers that are related to this Super Bowl. And I'm ending today's podcast with a Colin Cowherd-esque analogy. Now, Him and I are in much different spaces. Married, bachelor, life put together. I need parlays to hit or we're eating in. However, I got something that's related to a unique element of this Super Bowl and this Super Bowl only. And I'm going to give you a little millennial POV of how I'm looking at this game. So let's get into it. I cannot wait. To tell you what Tom Brady is in the playoffs, not just in general, but also give you that as an underdog against the spread. And I'm going to give you the whole breakdown. This man has been doubted in the playoffs 11 times, 11 times in his illustrious Playoff, six Super Bowl, four Super Bowl MVP resume. Tom Brady, believe it or not, has been doubted in 02 twice, 05, 06, 07 twice, 2014, 2015, 2019, and twice over the last three weeks against the Saints and the Packers. All this man has done is gone eight and three straight up and against the spread in the playoffs. Let me also give you a little number and percentage, if you will, by way of CBS Sports Headquarters, into how comfortable this man is in the Super Bowl and how a part of the Super Bowl Tom Brady is. 27% of all Super Bowl attempts to Tom Brady. 28%. Of all Super Bowl completions to Tom Brady. 
26% of all Super Bowl passing yards to Tom Brady. And Tom the Go Brady has more than a quarter at 27% of all Super Bowl TDs. How bad do you feel if you're a Browns or Lions fan? I'm sorry. I'm a recovering San Diego Charger fan. You heard it yesterday. It's no better for me either. Because on this list, and don't even get me into it, as one of the 11 where he was a dog, was obviously against the San Diego Chargers. He won 24-21, Philly Riv, LT. LT doesn't shake hands after. I digress. Here we go. Now, I'm going to also tell you and put this in your back pocket because if you don't think this matters, now, let me just quickly mention, since Brady has been a starter, which is 2001, as a dog, including the regular season, the man is 38-17-1 and against the spread, ladies and gentlemen. 38-17-1 against the spread as a career dog. 33 straight-up wins in 56 of those tries. He's also 3-0 against the spread over the last three seasons. This man, if you really look at Tom, and you can dissect Tom Brady, the person, all day long, but he is the epitome of the underdog story. So when you're looking at these numbers and you're saying to yourself, all the guy's done when he's an underdog is get riled that much more. And you kind of heard me allude to it yesterday. It's like, this guy, if this was a Bleacher Report game of zones, if this was a country club in golf, you think this young lad, Patrick Mahomes, who he's already bested in the 2018, thank you, D Ford Offsides AFC Championship game. He's already done it. And everyone is wrapping all their arms around Andy Reid. That's fine. That's fine. But Andy Reid without Patrick Mahomes, let's remember who he was. Andy Reid's only 7-5 and five with the Chiefs in the playoffs. Okay? That's it. Take Patrick Mahomes out of that equation. What is Andy Reid in the playoffs with the Chiefs? He's not Tom Brady. On this side of the argument, he is not Tom Brady. If you want me to, I can give you a couple examples, if I must, of Tom Brady second to only Peyton Manning's fourth quarter comebacks. Brady sandwiched right between Peyton Manning and Drew Brees with the second most comebacks in the fourth quarter in the history of the land. Manning's got 43. Brady's got 39. So, whatever you want to call it, that's part of the underdog narrative as well. Chiefs go up. I'm actually going to talk about how one of these three bets I like on Tampa is going to factor into this conversation in a bit. It's very simple. Tom Brady doubted at Michigan. Tom Brady doubted on the Patriots. Tom Brady doubted yet again in Tampa. And here we are, just happens to be one of the greatest leader of men in the history of the sport, and he's being doubted at the Vegas Sportsbook 
yet again. And if you don't think this is in the back of his mind, that technically speaking, we call him the GOAT. He's got the most championships. But technically speaking, Cleveland Brown fans will like this. Otto Graham technically has the most championships with seven. He just won four straight in the All-American Football Conference with the Cleveland Browns, 1946 to 1949. I was negative 40-something. Only three of those championships count as NFL titles, but in Tom's mind, Graham playing in a championship game in all 10 of his football seasons, Brady going into his 10th Super Bowl, of course, Brady wins, you give him a 7th Super Bowl, that matches Otto Graham's championship record. And now he's officially, officially, if you want to include the All-American Football Conference, the most decorated lad in all the land. Now, you can take that number, put it in your back pocket, and not sway yourself. Go ahead. I mean, I'm staring at the Super Bowl numbers. I don't dislike a single game he had output-wise. The only game that's troubling is the Eagles lost two Super Bowls ago for him. Obviously, the last Super Bowl he was in was 13-3 win against the Rams. Very scheme-based game. Defense to play offense. You know the drill. Gotta really love football and the sport to wrap your arms around a 13-3 Super Bowl. But I digress. 505 yards, three tugs, and he still had 115.4 QBR. Against the Eagles when he lost 41-33. But I will say, the only other time, and we know it, he's been a dog in the Super Bowl in particularly, was the Rams. 16-27, 145 yards, one tug, no picks, A6.2 QBR. That game was 17-3 Patriots. Kurt Warner tied it. Brady went down. Completed three consecutive passes, one to J.R. Redman. What a plug. Did you wake up thinking you? I was going to say J.R. Redman? Probably not. Doesn't matter because Brady finds anybody. Scotty Miller, Cameron Brate, doesn't matter. You're on that field on Super Bowl Sunday, he'll find you. Hey, I've got to take a minute to give a shout out to FanDuel Sportsbook. They found the perfect way for everyone to get in on the action this Sunday. I'm talking about Big Game Bingo. You can claim your free Big Game Bingo card right now on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. The card automatically fills after watching the game. So once you've filled five squares in a row, all you have to do is call Bingo to claim your share of $100,000 in prize. That's right. FanDuel is giving away $100,000 in prizes for free. FanDuel is the exclusive home for Big Game Bingo. And your card is waiting for you right now on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. The app is so easy to use and takes less than two minutes to sign up. There are more ways to win on FanDuel during the big game. But there is no excuse to miss out on this one. Big Game Bingo is perfect for everyone. You can win your share of $100,000 in prizes. And it's absolutely free to play. Only on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Let's go.
fun little note for you on the Super Bowl because it is a rematch in terms of this season. They played each other. 27-24 Chiefs, we know it. We talked about it yesterday. There's only been 13 previous Super Bowl rematches from the regular season, and this doesn't really give you much. I just find it interesting. Six and seven, the team that won the regular season won the rematch. This is also just the second playoff game all time to give you how special this matchup is between starting quarterbacks of the last two Super Bowl winners. The only other time that was prevalent, 1983 NFC Championship game, two goats in their own right, one Joe Theismann and Washington for San Francisco and Joe Montana. Well, there you have it. The last time Brady, because we are calling this a home game before we move on, was even an underdog at home. It was only one of the three times he actually lost in 12 tries. In terms of being a dog here. Bucks surrendered 17 points to the Chiefs in the first quarter, but still covered. Still covered. But they did lose. Brady, 345 yards and two four fourth quarter touchdowns in that game. So I'm clearly telling you, I am riding into the abyss with Tommy Tampa. At least that's where I'm leaning. It's not a fun game to bet. It's unequivocally one of the greatest games to watch in the history of Super Bowls. I mean, for goodness sakes, you got to be kidding me. It's absolutely the best consumer game you could possibly ask for. But a betting man, you're betting against the GOAT, or you're betting against the greatest player in the league at the moment. And the three bets that I particularly like on the Buck side of things, let's start with Tom. This is a very interesting number I've found on FanDuel props. I don't even really believe it. And you're getting plus money, which means you're putting down money and you're getting more back on a plus versus a minus, which is the juice. Over under 0.5 rushing yards for Tom Brady. 0.5. You heard it right. 0.5. Do you know the history of Tom Brady as a QB sneaker? If this guy played hide and seek, he'd be the greatest all-time six four and a half man in the history of house hide and seek. He's got 157 quarterback sneak attempts, which has actually led the NFL, believe it or not. We have seen so many Tom Brady fourth and ones, third and ones, get to the line of scrimmage. Quick, quick, hut, hut, ah, move, move the chains, get in the end zone. You name it. Did it again in the playoffs. Went for a high five. Got snubbed. 85 more attempts at the QB sneak position than Drew Brees, who's in second. So that literally equates, if you're doing the quick math, to about one sneak every other game. That's it. One sneak every other game. There's a whole breakdown of this cumulative EPA over his career and it's a statistical breakdown and very much gets in the weeds. I don't want to lose you. But it's essentially telling you that there's roughly an extra touchdown scored each year. Statistically broken down. Based off of Brady-led teams and the sneak attempts alone. We're talking 
Any other quarterback you could think is mobile or elusive. Tom Brady is the master sneaker. I am the captain now. Take the over. He's getting a yard. A yard? A yard. Half a yard at that. What's scary that did happen last year that was the epitome of a Scotty Van Bad beat. The over-under on rush yards for Patty Mahomes was, I believe, over 30. Homeboy had three consecutive kneel downs to, I think, equate to minus 13 yards. He went to 29. That is disgusting. That's don't talk to me until probably March if I'm on that bet. That is just sick. So, of course, if Brady wins, he gets a sneak, he does a kneel, you lose the bet in sick fashion. Assuming that doesn't happen, let's cash that puppy. Second one I like, interestingly enough, is actually a Jason Pierre-Paul sack. That's also plus money and over 0.5. There is no Eric Fisher in this game. Mitchell Schwartz, can we not make that somewhat of a big deal? He's a pro bowler, Eric Fisher. He's their best pass blocker. He's a tackle. He's a left tackle. We're talking about a Bucks team that's finished tied for fourth in the league with 48 sacks, and they ranked second in QB pressures. Think about it. And the Bucks got to Aaron Rodgers. And JPP traditionally lines up on the left tackle side. That was a Bakhtiari normal spot. Yeah. Rodgers was under the rest. Now, Patty Mahomes a little more elusive than Rodgers. It's close. I just sit there and I say, huh. I know we're rocking with not necessarily the greatest front seven in the history of the land. You could argue last year's front seven in the Niners is better than this Bucks front seven. But from a scheme standpoint, and I just really want to point this out. Flores in that tape, if Bulls is smart, is watching the Dolphins Chief, Chiefs tape. I was on the Dolphins with the points in that Chiefs game down in South Florida. A Florida game, by the way. I got a front south for you with Andy Reid, interestingly enough, about Florida. But what was interesting in that game was they had Pat Mahomes down with his moves. The double rollout. Do we all remember that? The double rollout. He'll roll to his right, and then he'll flip around and roll to his left. He'll go normal reading the book, and then he'll go Hebrew half, Torah go the other way. You're screwed. You can't catch it unless you plan for it. And guess what? And guess who is going to be there when Patty gets ready for the double roll? JPP. Ready to end his night. All right? And my third bet that I really like on that note is actually Tampa Bay to get more rushing yards. They are a stingy, stingy run D defense. 80.6 rushing yards per game on 3.6 yards per carry. Todd Bowles' Bucks D did on a Costco sample of the whole season. Now, Chiefs, pretty good on the ground. 122.1 yards per game, 4.0 yards rush per attempt. However, if you look at last year's statistics on the Super Bowl, Mahomes, D. Will. I mean, remember that. Their running back in last year's game was Damian Williams. Damian Williams got 17 touches for 104 yards at 6.1 yards a carry in that game. That was a big difference. Patty ran for nine rushes in that game. 
schematically, if you're looking at it with the Bucks, and you're saying to yourself, all right, Brady, his whole career, quick passes, run to pass, run to pass, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Leonard Fournette will be a big factor in this game. And I just look at that number and I say to myself, Mahomes, you got CEH, you got Lev Bell, you got D. Wilt. They're all healthy. I got a hard time saying to myself, Tampa Bay doesn't get more rush yards. And they're coming off of effectively rushing the rushing the ball, essentially. In the playoffs, not bad. I mean, Fournette had 4.6 yards of carry against the Packers, 12 on 55. Ronald, nothing to write home about. In the divisional round, the Bucks against the Saints, you know, not the greatest. Ronald got 4.8 a carry, 62 yards, and Fournette got 3.7 on 63 yards. But the point is they commit to the run still. And then against Washington, just wrapping it up because I'm giving them to you, 4.9 yards of carry for Fournette and a tug, 93 yards, and he ate. So they run the ball okay. They really do. Here's that Andy Reid stat for you in Florida. I, I can't get over this. I, I mean, this is like Andy, this is Andy State is essentially how I'm looking at it. Dating back to 2010, Andy Reid has won nine straight games in the state of Florida. That is the longest standing streak by a head coach of a non-Florida team ever. The only head coach to win more consecutive games in Florida. Period. Don Shula, of course, 31-game streak, 71-74, and a 12-game streak from 84 to 86. And Tommy Coughlin, Jacksonville, of course, another home Florida team. 13-game streak from 96 to 97. That's it. I mean, oh my gosh, Andy Reid... Just Larry Lampt and Del Boca Vista face four over there, kicking it with Seinfeld's parents. I mean, the guy's just, what, is he eating dinner at 4.30 so he's extra relaxed? You tell me. But I will go at the moment with Tampa to outrush the Chiefs. I will go with a Tom Brady QB sneak to get me a yard, and I will go with JPP to get a sack on those three. And we're going to segue now into... Numbers, signs, whatever you want to chalk it up as. All right? Here's some crazy facts, some fascinating facts. I'm just going to throw some stuff out there because it is invigorating. So the Bucks are on a seven-game winning streak. Okay? Last NFC team headed into the Super Bowl on a seven-game winning streak. Is this a Madden curse or is it not? 2000 Giants, Super Bowl. And they lost in Tampa, funny enough, as a three-point dog to the Ravens. One of the best defenses of all time, some would say, that Ravens team. But interestingly enough, Bucks riding a seven-game winning streak. Bucks are clearly the hotter team, better against the spread, everything. The only other team to have a seven-game winning streak riding into the Super Bowl, the 2000 Giants, and they lost. Here's another one for you. Eight... Back-to-back Super Bowl champions ever. Kansas City looking to become the ninth. Obviously, Tommy Tampa has done it. And interestingly enough, it hasn't happened since 2003 and 2004. Tom Brady's Patriots. Really sit on that. Hear that. 
There's been eight back-to-back Super Bowl champions. KC looking to become the ninth. But back-to-back? I mean, you think about it in comparison to like the NBA. Warriors, three and four years. Six for the Bulls in the 90s. And you're telling me, as good as some of this quarterback play has been, as well-coached and great personnel as some of these teams have been over the year, over the years, the last team to win two straight Super Bowls was 03-04 New England? Uh, that means something to me more than the first stat. And then there's only even been 13 scenarios or situations where a head coach is making his debut. This does not favor the Bucks side, of course. Versus a head coach with Super Bowl experience. And those actually have happened in each of the last three seasons. Only Dougie P, Dougie Peterson, who bested Belichick, 41-33, Eagles. Sean McVay and Shanahan both came up short. That's Andy Reid, previous experience. Bill Belichick, previous experience. That's fascinating. Here's something I want to go into more later in the week. The refs. But this is worth mentioning. It's almost a tease. 26 Super Bowl winners. Of the 26 Super Bowl winners. To finish the game with more penalty yardage called on them versus their opponent. So 26 times. A team has won but had more penalty yardage called on them in the Super Bowl. 14 of them had a favorited line of minus 7 or higher, while 17 of them had a closing point spread of minus 6 or greater. There is so much to unpack in that sentence. I don't even really know where to begin. I'm going to say it back to you so we fully get... Okay, so there's been some big spreads. We've heard it. Niners covered an 18.5 spread against the Chargers in 1995. There are 26 Super Bowl winners that had more penalty yardage than their opponent. But of those 26, you're telling me the spread was minus 7 or higher? 17 of those six are under. That's just telling you Goodell, the league, whatever. I'm not saying it's fixed. I'm not saying any of that. I'm just saying they want a close game. If you're reading between the lines of that stat, because the seven points or more favored by a touchdown or more, you're telling me? 14 of those 26 guys got penalized more than the six or under spreads. That doesn't make any sense. It makes zero sense. Except for a little bit of zebra, ram, saints, speculative behavior. I will break down the history of flags and penalties in the Super Bowl. There's a whole article on our Vegas Insider is very, very roll up your research and try to get into it and I'll even read you who is on the officiating crew 
what the history is of these guys and what else we can conclude from the Zebras. It's a human element game. It's the biggest game of the year. And I know I said it, I wanted to talk about it at the beginning of the show. I'm actually going to set it up for tomorrow because it's worth going into. But the simple psychology behind the rare fact that we've never had this happen, the home team is staying in the city and in the comfort of their own home all week in Tampa, and we have one team traveling on a COVID year that's worth talking about. So make sure you subscribe. Moneyline Monaco. Sports Gambling Moneyline Monaco, baby. It's been an unbelievable breakdown thus far. I cannot wait to get into the weeds on more of this stuff. Second highest over under in the history of the Super Bowl. We will go over that in detail as well. But until then, you make sure and hug your mothers. Have yourself a good one. I'm out! volume.